Hey guys, welcome in to another live show here on the Wolverine YouTube channel. We do this completely free for you guys. Try to interact with the fan base. Any monetization that we get out of the YouTube channel uh, contributes to our travel budget, my travel budget, so I can go on the road and see recruits. So make sure to drop a like. Let's get this video to 500 likes. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. We have 17,500 subscribers, which is good, but you get more than 100,000 in the big house. So there's no reason we shouldn't have 100,000 plus subscribers. That's the goal. Make sure to subscribe. Invite your friends to subscribe. It's completely free. If you want premium insider information, subscribe to the Wolverine.com. As you see there, $10 until next football season. So if you sign up today, you get premium insider access to all your great recruiting information, team information, basketball seasons coming up. Uh, basketball actually just got a commit as well. We have everything locked and loaded involving Michigan athletics over at the Wolverine.com and you can get it now $10 until next football season. So that's $10 until next August. Um, and, and look at that, look at Patrick Snyder saying, love your content, go blue for life. So if you're already a Wolverine subscriber, by the way, the holidays are coming up. You can gift a subscription, um, to whoever, you know, your your mother-in-law, your mother, your brother, whoever you want to give a subscription to, you can gift that if you're already a subscriber. We appreciate everyone that has subscribed to the YouTube channel and to the website. It definitely helps a lot. Shadyville 3 says go blue. Yeah, what better time to subscribe than now? Michigan coming off a big win over rival Michigan State. I am still undefeated in the big house. I was there over the weekend. It was a great experience to just uh be able to kind of take it all in uh shout out to you travis foster thank you i uh i tried my to get out on the road and grind um but yeah it was awesome to see some of you guys i know some of you guys introduced yourselves i even got uh, a chance to get some dinner with a, a couple of guys that are subscribed to the wolverine so it's always great to be able to interact with the fans that's what i'm here for to be able to answer your questions i mean you guys make up the michigan community and uh that's what makes it so special so i am very fortunate to be on the Michigan beat, but as always, let's go ahead and dive into your questions. We are going about 30 minutes tonight, guys. I'm still catching up on a ton of content following the uh, Michigan State win. Um, so 30 minutes, if you want your question to 100% be answered, make sure to leave a super chat. Your donations go towards my travel budget. All right, let's go ahead and get into the questions. Darren Harvey says, name five guys that Michigan would close with in the 2023 recruiting class? And does Jaden Davis commit right after his season? All right, let's go second question first. I know everybody wants to know about Jaden Davis. We even have a question from John Stacy. We'll pull up here. It looks like Jaden will commit after the season unless he moves it up to moves it up. 23 classes of mystery. So switch it back to, to Darren. But a lot of questions in, in regards to Jaden Davis, his timeline, what the latest is in his recruitment. So going into the visit, I said if Michigan doesn't do enough to earn a commitment, they should look at taking a second or look at offering a second quarterback a third a fourth quarterback just offering more guys at the position the all your eggs in one basket obviously did not work for 
Dante Moore. Um, and with Jaden Davis, it looked like he was going to keep visiting and not commit, which was worrisome, uh, especially when you already had guys on campus that are highly touted, like Isaac Wilson and Michael Van Buren. There should be no reason to go after those guys. But Michigan kind of, you know, stuck to the game plan. They once again rolled out the maize and blue carpet. I thought this visit was phenomenal. I think it gave Michigan even more of an opportunity to land Davis. I feel even more confident in the pick I made for Davis to land at Michigan over the summer. So I know there were some other predictions for Davis to Michigan over the weekend, uh, but I actually put in a prediction in the summer, which is why you did not see one from me, but my confidence level has only increased. So while there is no public commitment from Jaden Davis, I do think Michigan has done enough to secure his commitment. Uh, when that'll happen, well, I do think, uh, and, and the reason I'm not worried is because of obviously the positive vibes that I picked up the weekend. But as far as when it'll happen, I don't think it'll happen like tomorrow or the next day. You know, Jaden and Providence Day start their playoff run on Friday night in Charlotte, a uh, big game there. So I think Jaden's just fully focused on closing out the season strong, as are his teammates, Jordan Ship and Channing Goodwin, two um, priority 2024 targets at the wide receiver position that joined them for visits. I mean, those guys could end up in Michigan's 2024 recruiting class as well. But the Providence Day kids are fully focused on their playoff run. I don't think you'll see any commitments from any of them until that season ends. I think those are the types of kids they are. They want to fully lock in on that big playoff run and playoff push. Um, again, that starts on Friday night. So when will he commit? It depends on how far they go in the playoffs. I mean, this could be, you know, they could get knocked out in the first round, which I don't believe will happen. They have a really strong team. I think they have a chance uh, to win a championship. So that means that it could go, you know, four or five, potentially even six weeks, depending on how long the North Carolina playoff system is. I'm not super, super familiar with it, to be honest. Um, but I know that it, it could take, a month or me maybe even a little more than that just because of how strong providence day is now you could see again you could see an early exit like you i just saw west bloomfield get knocked out in the first round uh of course they played cast tech but still you could see a powerhouse program fall early but i do think providence day is going to make a deep run which means we have to wait good news is Look at the competitors, man. Like, there's really no competition here. Uh, Georgia already found their guy, Ryan Puglisi. Uh, Alabama already found their guy, Julian Sayan. Clemson is really focused on DJ Lagway, uh, even though they are recruiting Jaden Davis hard. I think Jay, that uh, Lagway is probably a little higher on their board. He didn't visit Penn State. North Carolina has completely fallen off. You know, LSU could circle back around, but there hasn't been any movement there. I mean, what makes sense other than Michigan? Nothing. Like, it's all there for Michigan to close. Now, if Lagway commits to Florida, which is another school high on his mind, um, you know, Clemson could make an even harder push for Davis, and maybe that shakes things up. But, I again, I am more confident than I've ever been in my Jaden Davis pick. I think the Wolverines will get it done. Uh, whenever Jaden is 
you know, finished with his uh, his high school season. Um, and then as far as oh, it looks like our producer pulled up uh, another question, but we'll get back to to Shadyville. We want to answer Darren Harvey's first question. We never did. Um Name five guys that Michigan will close with in the 23 class. You know, that's definitely tough, man. 2023 is just so hard to gauge right now. Obviously, they're in a, in a good position with a lot of guys that have recently been on campus. You look at the Penn State weekend, you had Jair Hill, Michigan's top two. You had Carmelo English, Michigan's you know top two. This uh, weekend, you had Caleb Lomu, uh, Michigan's top two. Spencer Fano, Michigan's top four. Um, so all these guys that have Michigan in their top group, DJ Chester, top five, he's set to commit at some point this week. So all these guys that actually tomorrow for DJ Chester, but you have all these guys that have Michigan in their top group. And we're kind of just, you know, sitting and waiting and seeing how things will shake out with these top guys. It's getting so late that it, you know, if these top guys go elsewhere, Michigan's going to have to dish out some late offers. I think the, Guys that they lead with right now, Nathan Afobi, I think, ends up in the class uh, on 300 offensive linemen out of Georgia. Michigan leads there, and they should be getting him back on campus for an official visit at some point here in the next month. Um, Jair Hill is interesting. I don't want to guarantee him in the class, but that one's just a toss-up with Illinois. And as I reported on the Wolverine, he is now fully set to come back to Michigan for another unofficial visit when Michigan plays Illinois. He'll actually be at Illinois this weekend. The Michigan-Illinois result could have a big, you know, big implications on his uh, final decision. I think that Michigan's in a great spot. Uh, to flip the uh, Wisconsin defensive line commits. Trey Pierce was just on campus um, over the weekend. I think you'll see Jamal Howard show up. So those are guys um, that could end up in the class as well. Uh, and then there are guys that are just monitoring that could end up in the class, like a Darius Taylor, uh, running back athlete committed to Minnesota. They brought him in for a visit this weekend. If they offer, uh, I could definitely see him flipping from the gophers but just 23 is um just weird man weird weird cycle uh the weirdest cycle i've covered since probably the transition cycle between charlie strong and tom herman when i was on the texas beat like this has just been a strange cycle it's hard to predict i haven't put out a confidence board or a hot board normally i put one out at the very beginning of November. And I did not do that this year because there are too many moving parts. I mean, guys that are high on the board, um, guys that are just kind of middling around in that gray area. There's a lot of those. So it's just tough to gauge where things are at right now. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan only takes like seven more guys if that and then you know explores maybe some portal options i know it's tough to get portal guys into michigan uh because of the academic restrictions but guys that that meet those like like an olu would be great or grad transfer uh like a yabi would be great um and then potentially just save some scholarships for 2024 if michigan can avoid a chaotic offseason get jaden davis on board and figure out nil the 24 class has the potential to be really special and honestly i might go that route is, is just saving ships for 24 so we'll see um let's go down to um 
and and actually john stacy kind of made that point to go to him 23 is a mystery like it really is it is uh an extremely tough class to cover uh for me as a reporter it has definitely been challenging the way things have shifted around and new names popping up and lady vows and things of that nature let's go to zachary siegel who says updates on nicholas harbor five-star athlete out of washington dc archbishop carroll so i will be um in washington dc on saturday i will be seeing nicholas harbor in game action for the third time this year uh i feel like i see this guy i don't feel i i definitely do see this dude once a month um so i bring you the latest from the road on harbor uh and honestly i wasn't even going to see nick this weekend i was actually gonna see evan link uh gonzaga has a big game against st john's but st john's is the host team so the the team that link is playing against and they ran out of sideline passes for uh media slash visitors team so by default i am going to washington dc to see nicholas harbor that was the other game i had in mind so i went ahead and and got that media pass squared away today so excited to get another look at harbor he actually had a big breakout game a couple of weeks ago i saw him go for like uh over 150 receiving he had multiple touchdowns which you know he's had a really quiet senior year so that was really good to see so i'm excited to see him again see to see if he has another one of those monster type of performances obviously harbor is a unique athlete six foot five 225 pounds runs a 10 to 2 100 meter the number one athlete in the country you see the clips playing there thanks to our producer uh, matt hutchison but yeah um as far as his recruitment um i think right now the biggest thing with harbor is he's setting december official visits you know it's tough for him to make unofficial visits because his team mostly plays on Saturdays. That's why I said I'm going to see him on Saturday because he has a Saturday game. He had a Saturday game last week and the week before that he plays on Saturday a ton. And with the playoffs starting up, you always see Saturday games. So I'm not sure he'll get a chance to visit schools um, throughout the month of November. So he's planning out his December OVs LSU will for sure get one. Surprisingly, Maryland will for sure get one. I thought he would just take a UV there considering it's so close by. Um, but he will be making an OV to Maryland. I think he'll make a fifth official visit. Remember, he's already used to one on Michigan, one on South Carolina. I think he will use a fifth official visit on either Miami or Georgia. Miami has been pushing really hard. They almost got him on campus for an OV in the summer. They saw him during their bye week. Georgia hasn't been talked a ton uh, with with Harbor, but I think they are quietly getting into that recruitment. So that's something to watch as well. Um, as far as getting back to Michigan, I think that will happen. Um, actually, it almost happened this weekend, but again, scheduling conflict with those Saturday games did not pan out. Uh, but I do think Nick would ideally like to get another look at Michigan before he makes a decision. Now, it's not a guarantee that Nick makes a decision in December. Um, he could go all the way to the late signing period in February. Um, he could take a couple of OVs in December and then take his last one in January. Like he has all the time in the world. He's not an early enrollee. He's kind of behind on the recruiting process because he spent his entire summer 
running track and not visiting schools. So uh, I think right now, if Harbor had to pick a school, it would be Michigan. Uh, but I'm not confident in that, nor have I logged a prediction in favor of Michigan. I know that the Southern schools have a lot to offer from a track perspective, a climate perspective that would allow him to run all year. And also from an NIL perspective, uh, again, like I said, at the top of the show, Michigan still needs to figure out a workaround for that. So, um, you know, Michigan does offer a lot. Thank you, Darren. Look at Darren Harvey. Woo, woo, woo. We have a super chat. Matt, do you need to come up with, you know, a siren or something? Because I sound like a toddler doing the woo, woo thing for the uh, super chat. But nine ninety nine, man. Big super chat donation. Big shout out to Darren Harvey. I appreciate you doing that, man. It means a lot. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it with Harbor, man. It's just going to be slow for the next few weeks. We'll see what I get from my trip out to Washington, D.C. Like I said, if you are not a subscriber to the Wolverine.com, make sure to subscribe now and you will get all my information from seeing Nicholas Harbor. You won't have to wait for me to do a live show again next week. You can get it right away this weekend. Uh, let's go to Darren, who obviously made the big super chat. So Darren is challenging everybody here. I'm speaking for you, Darren, but you are challenging everybody here to match the super chat or at least just get in the mix with a super chat. Uh, but Darren Harvey asks, does Michigan beat Michigan State in the rankings for the 23 class? And do you think the Michigan State class will implode? Uh, great question. So I was actually looking at the rankings earlier today and Michigan has fallen a spot and is down to number 26. So Michigan outside of the top 25 and it is November 2nd, which is definitely concerning. There's no way around that. Even last year when Michigan wasn't doing so well on the, on the recruiting trail, you could feel the momentum turning, right? Like you could feel Michigan getting back in some of those races. Like you could feel the flip candidates coming like Keon Saab was, it was quietly there that he was going to make a visit. Uh, Marion Walker went out to see in new Orleans. Like you could still kind of tell that there was room for some big movement late. And I think there is still that room this cycle. And Matt has pulled up the rankings here. And you see Michigan at 26, which, again, is not great. Um, I think that, again, there's still room for that, but it's it just feels kind of eerie. Like, it's like, man, we're really starting to get there. And it's uh, and most of these kids will decide in December. I think Harbor and a few others are kind of special cases that could wait until February. But um, in terms of Michigan versus Michigan State, they're actually not that far apart. Michigan's actually ranked ahead of Michigan State on some other sites. But in terms of the consensus, you look at the overall score and Michigan State has a score of 88.746 and Michigan has a score of 88.288. So not that much of a gap. Michigan does have uh, three more commits than Michigan State, which has a higher average right now. Look at that NIL valuation. Look at how absurd this is right here. Um, I don't have a little drawing thing, but Michigan State, 42,000 is their NIL uh, evaluation estimation. Thank you, Matt, for highlighting that. 42,000. And look at the teams behind them. 
North Carolina, 15,000, Stanford, 23, Baylor, 18, Texas Tech, 12, and Michigan, 25K. So nobody even close to the NIL valuations of Michigan State. And look, the on three NIL system, you could take it for what it's worth. You know, they're, they're kind of projecting as opposed to saying, you know, this is the dollar amount these kids are making or whatever. But I think it speaks volumes to how Michigan State has a high or had a highly touted recruiting class. They were inside the top 15, I believe, before these last few weeks. Um, they've been very gimmicky. You know, they've had the official visits with the flashy cars. They made an off-season hire in, you know, Brandon Jordan, who had, like, no college coaching experience and was this social media guru that works with NFL guys. Like, you know, very, very gimmicky hire. Um, you know, gimmicks on official visits, like I mentioned. Uh, but more so, uh, you know, the NIL aspect has been a huge selling point for Michigan State. Like that's been the thing that they've really, really honed in on. Um, and I think that's kind of built their class, but it's also coupled with that along with their losses uh, on the field this year. I mean, that creates a really low floor. You could definitely see Michigan State's class implode and you're already starting to see those steps being taken right you had um two decommits in the month of october you've had four decommits since the beginning of july and with michigan state continuing to struggle on the field with uh their recruits being nil centric i think that leaves a lot of room for a collapse um michigan state is obviously trending on the on the down while michigan is trending up on the field um so i think michigan you know it's not looking amazing uh for the wolverines on the recruiting trail right now in 23 like i mentioned it's been a very very weird eerie type of feeling as of late but i still think michigan uh finishes ahead of michigan state like there's never been a cycle that i've been on on the michigan beat where Michigan State has finished ahead of Michigan. And with how poor they're doing on the field and how NIL heavy they are, um, it just seems like the tables will turn eventually. I know it's November 2nd, but uh, I, I really do feel like Michigan uh, will, will get the best of Michigan State on the recruiting trail. And on top of that, you look at 24 and it's setting up nicely. I think if Michigan avoids a chaotic offseason, if they do get Jaden Davis on board, we won't even be talking about Michigan State this time next year. Um, another super chat, man. 20 bucks from uh, Rokalek. Uh, I'm sure I said that wrong, but we appreciate you, man. Thank you uh, so much. So he doubled Darren's super chat. So, Darren, you're going to have to step up again. Now I'm just joking. Now I can afford Outback Steakhouse when I'm on that cruise trail. I'm just joking. Like I said, guys, um, your super chats go towards our um, travel budget. So the more we're able to generate from YouTube monetization, uh, the more we're able to uh, get from your super chats, the more we're able to travel. AJQ coming in with a 499 super chat. Shout out to you guys. Uh, it definitely doesn't go towards Outback Steakhouse. Um, it definitely goes towards the uh, pricey flights and 
the rental cars and the gas and all that good stuff so I can drive to North Carolina on Friday and then drive straight to Washington, D.C. the next day. Uh, your Super Chats and your YouTube uh free youtube subscriptions and views definitely help us get out on the recruiting trail um so if you guys have super chats you can definitely ask questions and i'll elaborate on your questions ajq he says not sure if you mentioned it but what's the commitment timeline for Jaden davis so ajq is late into the show we covered that earlier but no problem aj just to give you a quick rundown um providence day they start their playoffs this Friday, uh, and Jaden is fully focused in on the playoff run. Now, as I mentioned earlier, you never know when teams can get bounced out of the playoffs. They can experience an upset or whatever, so it could be early, right? Um, but I think Providence Day has a really strong team. I think they're going to make a deep run. I think they're going to compete for a championship. I'm not exactly sure how long the North Carolina state playoffs run, but I do think it could be a month before we see Davis make a commitment, but that's completely fine. You know, I'm not really worried about any other school right now. Even Clemson, which seems to be the biggest threat uh, is a little more focused on DJ Lagway right now. So yeah, just not, not many concerns from other schools. And then this weekend was phenomenal. I think that Michigan did great rolling out the maize and blue carpet. I think they did enough to close. So, you know, I have been anti all your eggs in one basket. Um, but I think that uh, in this case, it's going to work out for Michigan. Shadyville 03, 420, a great number there. But uh, Jaden Davis question above. Let's see if we can pull that up. Our producer, Matt, just uh, brought that up there. I understand Davis is ranked high, but is he the right fit with the offense we run? Mobility and accuracy seems to be the top two traits for quarterbacks that fit the system. Those haven't been his top traits. So, um, yeah, it's definitely interesting. Look, I think um, JJ is an ideal quarterback in terms of those traits. He was very accurate as a senior. I believe he had more than a 70% completion percentage. He threw no interceptions. And then he had kind of that uh, juice as a runner. Jaden Davis, those are the things that have concerned me, right? So he's ranked really, really high on 24-7 and rivals, a top 10 recruit nationally uh, on three has him down at 67. And I would agree more with on three, to be completely honest. I know that's not music to Michigan's fans' ears, but just being completely honest, uh, I still have some concerns, just like some of the other schools have concerns about Jaden Davis. Look, he's six foot and a half, uh, maybe, and he doesn't have that mobility, right? He's not a huge threat with his legs. He's a guy that can run if he needs to. He can show some athleticism and escape the rush. He can pick up, you know, some yards, but he's not a guy that's going to have that same escapability as a, a JJ or will be as fast as a JJ either. And, you know, somebody on the board the other day brought up Bryce Young. And uh, I, I just don't see that at all. Um, I had a chance to scout Bryce Young quite a bit. He was a top underclassman target when I was on the Texas beat. And I absolutely loved Bryce. And I had zero concerns about his height because 
he was such an elusive runner and he was such an accurate passer. So uh, with Jaden Davis, his height and lack of mobility do concern me. And then his accuracy did concern me, especially after I saw him in the summer at the um, Las Vegas overtime seven on seven event. And then early in the year in his first game, there still seemed to be some accuracy issues stemming from his sophomore year where he only completed a little more than 50% of his passes, which obviously isn't amazing. Um, But I think he's gotten better. I think the control has gotten better. Um, You know, he kind of throws a little bit like a baseball pitcher in the sense that he, he lacks touch. He's trying to fastball it in there. You don't need to do that all the time. So because of that, you saw some balls hit the dirt, you know, when you're going short, you saw a ball sail on him when he was going intermediate. So uh, I think he's calmed down a little bit. I think he's really taken a nice step forward as a junior. Um, the game I last saw him in, which I think was a little more than a month ago, he was definitely better than in that season opener. So I definitely think he's making strides uh, to put more touch on his passes, to have better control, to be more accurate, which is obviously going to be uh, imperative for him moving forward. But yeah, those are my biggest questions with him. But I think the talent is definitely there. The arm talent for sure. He can throw it down the field. He can throw it on a rope. He has great arm strength. Uh, He definitely checks the box there. He's a really good leader. Uh, He's a guy that makes uh, smart decisions as well. He's a student of the game. He's a guy that doesn't have a a big personality like like a JJ. He's uh, more quiet, more reserved, and I think that'll fit in perfectly with Matt Weiss. He really just cares about playing football um you know he's tough when i went out to see him he was throwing up all over the sideline and uh finished that game and led providence day to a win so yeah i do have some question marks if we're gonna really really get down into critiquing davis i do have some question marks in terms of his height slash lack of mobility as well as accuracy uh but the good news is he's taking steps forward in the ladder for sure um shane johnson with a big super chat here 2023 class is an enigma we know currently but looking at 24 sevens top 10 players in the state of michigan two to notre dame uh four to sparty three undecided uh where is michigan so shane you have to start using on threes player evaluation rankings uh but i appreciate the question so looking at 24 Um, In the state of Michigan, I do think the class as a whole is a little overranked, which I'm sure I'll get some flack for saying that, Um, you know, Michigan did pass on CJ Carr uh, as they turned their focus uh, from Dante over to Jaden Davis. So, you know, I I don't think that really counts as a loss. Uh, They've had Notre Dame commit Brandon Davis Swain on campus on multiple occasions this fall, but he's a guy they want to continue to evaluate uh, for maybe the Chris Jenkins role. He's kind of a tweener, so it's tough to tell uh, where exactly he'll fit. The the Nick Marsh one, I think Michigan State was uh, extremely happy to just take him early, and he seemed like a Michigan State lean early on uh michigan has so many 2024 wide receiver targets you had uh several four stars on campus this weekend so i'm not too concerned about in-state recruiting 
uh, next cycle, to be honest. There are kids I like, but there aren't kids I love. I think the true prize in the state of Michigan in 2024 is Brady Prescorn, uh, who's a top 100 tight end out of Rochester Adams. I think he's the number one prospect in the state on three, has him ranked as the top prospect on the state. He has he has visited Michigan uh, twice this fall, including over the weekend. I have a prediction in for the Wolverines. I think they can get the big fish in Michigan uh, yet again. You know, they landed Donovan Edwards. They've landed Will Johnson. I think they can get Brady Prescorn. And then outside of that, again, you know, I'm not too sure about Brandon Davis Swain, whether they'll make a push there. I think the guy that I really like and that Michigan seems to really like that is a true, true scheme fit is Jeremiah Beasley. Um, on 300 linebacker out of Belleville. And, you know, there's been some drama at Belleville in the past, but Beasley is a former running back who plays extremely well in space. He can cover, he can get sideline to sideline in a hurry. He he fits exactly what Michigan needs at that linebacker spot. Michigan obviously struggling to recruit linebacker in 2023. Uh, His half-brother Malik Carr plays for Michigan State, but Beasley really, really likes Michigan. Um, He's a 4.0 kid, so he values Michigan's academics. He loved his visit over the weekend. Uh, So I could see Beasley in the class. Uh, Jacob Odin is another on 300 prospect in the secondary. I think Michigan's pushing uh, more for him now uh, as a corner. Steve Klinkscale has a great relationship with his father. They've known each other for more than a decade. His father, Rod, is actually a former uh, walk-on fullback at the University of Michigan and is actually the head coach at his high school, Harper Woods. So I think uh, I think you could see Prescorn in the class. I think you could see Beasley in the class. I think you could see Odin in the class. And then there are guys that they are still evaluating that, you know, if they really push for, they can land. I think they can flip Brandon Davis Swain considering Michigan's West Bloomfield connections if they make a push. I think they can land a guy like Jalen Todd, who's a three-star defensive back out of Southfield A&T, who was on campus this weekend, if they make a big push, I think they can land a three-star cornerback, uh, Jameer Benjamin, out of West Bloomfield. Again, if they make a big push, uh, 2024 is just a really interesting class in the state of Michigan. But I think if you can land Prescorn uh, and you know Beasley and Odin or, or what, one of those guys to couple with Prescorn, I think you're straight. I wouldn't be worried about some of the others that are committed elsewhere um we appreciate you guys that came up with your super chats i'm going to pick out three more questions we've gone over 30 minutes unless anybody else has super chats i'm just going to pick three questions at random and quickly answer them um we'll go back to zachary siegel who says any db recruits expected for 23 or are we more focused in the 24 class Um, So right now the focus is definitely on Jair Hill. Like I said earlier in the show, he's visiting Illinois this weekend, but he'll be back at Michigan for another unofficial visit when Michigan plays Illinois. The game result could have big implications on his recruitment. Obviously he has been focused on Michigan and Illinois for a while, but he's at the top of the corner board um, and they are still working on flipping Aaron Gates. Michigan defensive coordinator, Jesse Minter was down in the, 
Um, Peach State seeing Gates during the bye week. Gates committed to Florida, uh, but has been to Michigan for multiple visits. So we'll see if they can create some movement there. They're they're looking at some other DBs. Uh, they just offered a three-star kid from Georgia, Tyler Scott. Uh, Sean Russ, a three-star kid from Florida, is coming in for an unofficial visit this month. So, uh, you know, they're still looking at Roderick Pleasant, who's an on-300 prospect out of California and is one of the fastest recruits in the country. So there's still guys out there. But, again, 23 is just uh, like like the uh, other dude mentioned. It's kind of an enigma right now, um, especially in the secondary. Shadyville 03 with a 12-01 super chat. Um does Michigan have a clear recruiting plan? It seems like they're all over the place. My high school baseball team was taken to the woodshed uh, by a Harper Woods. Um, yeah, I mean, Michigan does have a clear recruiting plan. I mean, ideally, they would have landed their top guys, but their top guys have basically flown off the board. So they've had to, you know, take a step back and make senior evaluations and circle back around to some guys. Like I've mentioned on previous shows, there are a lot of moving parts this offseason that Harbaugh you know drama show extended for months and months especially when he was out on the road visiting high schools you had both coordinators uh leave you had several new hires you had staff shuffling guys moving from one position to the other position at its core recruiting is still a relationships business um and i don't think michigan really had an opportunity to get a head start on building relationships and then you factor in you know, NIL and what some of these other schools are doing. And when you're competing head to head with, you know, schools like uh, Miami or in Oregon, it's going to be tough to uh, win those recruiting battles for sure. So I think, you know, all of that kind of just played against Michigan early in the cycle. And the fact that there's now an early signing period is leading recruits to make decisions faster so you saw a lot of kids commit in the spring you saw even more kids commit in the summer and so i think michigan just got behind and never really recovered with some of those top tier kids now michigan's continuing to win will another big 10 title be enough to get some flip late flips late that's the hope but as of right now i mean they can only do what's what's in front of them, what's kind of left on the board and see who who's uh, showing interest late. That's maybe committed elsewhere. Um, but it's definitely tough. I think the chaotic off season slash lack of uh, NIL plan, if you want to put it that way, I, I do think uh, played against Michigan. All right, let's pick out one more question and get out of here. Unless somebody else hops in with a super chat. Like I said, um, your super chats go towards my travel budget, which helps me get out on the road and um, see guys and bring you the latest Michigan recruiting information. Let's go to um, let's go to someone who hasn't asked a question or hasn't been featured yet. Angelo Bean says. Hey, EJ, do you think we'll have any surprise visits for our last home games of the year, like a JV and Toviano Harbor or a commit from another school? Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. You know, there were two expected this weekend that didn't pan out. One was was Harbor, but like I mentioned, he had that Saturday game and uh, logistically they just couldn't figure it out. But if Harbor has a playoff game on a Friday night, then yeah, I think you could see him 
uh, get back to campus for sure. At some point, I think for Harbor, it's ideal to get back to campus before he makes a decision. Um, Toviano, I do think you could potentially see him get on campus for uh, another visit. Uh, he was obviously very high on Michigan, but I'm just not super optimistic about his recruitment overall. Uh, maybe a Peyton Bowen. I mean, Michigan has really, really tried to press there. There hasn't been a lot of movement. He was supposed to officially visit in the summer. Potentially Bowen. Charles Jagusaw was the other uh, supposed to be surprise visitor this weekend that didn't pan out. I think Notre Dame, and not with Bowen, because Bowen's been a flip candidate for a long time, not with Michigan, but just with schools down south like Texas A&M and Oklahoma. So I don't think Bowen really counts. But I think with the others in the class at Notre Dame, like Jay Nosberry is another guy that, you know, could potentially be a surprise visitor for Michigan. Uh, and like I said, Charles Jagusaw was one that that was expected. But uh, I think Notre Dame's doing just enough on the field. They obviously got off to a horrendous start, but they've won some games. They beat North Carolina. They beat Syracuse over the weekend. So there's still that new car smell with Marcus Freeman, and he is winning just enough games to uh, keep that class together. But yeah, I think, you know, guys that uh, that make sense there are, are Jagusai and, uh, and Osbury that were high on Michigan, where Michigan finished second in those recruitments. I definitely keep a close eye on um, Logan Howland, especially if Michigan starts to feel not so great about uh, Caleb Lemieux or Spencer Fano, I think that they could make a push for the Oklahoma uh, commit to get on campus. Um, you know, Oklahoma has been terrible. So Jacoby Johnson is another one that was very, very high on Michigan. One of the top athletes in the country um, made an OV in the summer. I think he could potentially be a surprise visitor as well. And all this is pretty much speculation uh, for now. And um, I think that does it for our super chats. I think our producer was um, keeping tabs on them, but I'll give you one last bonus question before I get out of here. It looks like I didn't get to a lot. So apologies uh, to everybody that asked that didn't get their question featured on the show. That's why you have to do the super chat guys. You'll definitely get your question answered. Let's go to John. And he says our Enoetta and Collins Anchum Pong 100% solid in their commitments. So I just saw Eno a couple weeks ago. He's solid. Um, he did take a visit to TCU, but it's really close by. And uh, I'm not too concerned there. He's actively recruiting for Michigan. He's looking to uh, get back for a visit this month. And then Collins Anchum Pong has been dealing with his injury at a torn meniscus so he hasn't really been able to travel but he's hoping to get back to michigan uh before he enrolls he has been solid both edge rushers are extremely happy uh with their commitments have some of the biggest upside in the country and uh you also have Emeric kumba who was on campus for an ov for that game against penn state and he is solid and ready to enroll early so really like the upside with michigan's edge class i think mike elston has done a great job with those guys, and um, I don't have any reason for concern right now. All right, guys, that's it. I appreciate you guys for joining me. Like I said, I will be in North Carolina on Friday seeing Jaden Davis, Shannon Goodwin, Jordan Ship. Uh, so if you guys want some updates on that, you can subscribe to the Wolverine.com. Also be seeing Nicholas Harbor on Saturday, which is my birthday. It'll be very fun. Nice gift to see some football. Um, as always, subscribe to the Wolverine.com for the latest on those huge recruitments 
$10 until next football season. I will be on the road seeing those guys. Thanks to you guys that donate with your super chats. Watch the videos online. Help us monetize YouTube. You guys go a long way in allowing me to get out on the road and seeing as many recruits as I do. And you guys know that I don't really take days off. If you guys give me enough budget, I will use up the entire budget to go see uh, football. It's uh, it's a ton of fun, and I enjoy interacting with you guys and bringing you all the best information. So $10 until next football season at thewolverine.com. Subscribe to the Wolverine YouTube channel. It is completely free. Thank you guys for joining.